Hello and welcome to How Is That Not A Thing? Each episode, our panel of experts will take turns pitching crazy inventions and products and we'll guess whether they're real or not. Today, I'm joined by Freddie Riddell. Hello. Sophie Marquand. Hello. And Hugo off the Barking Baking Company. Hello. Would you like to tell us a little bit about Barking Baking? Okay, uh, Barking Baking is basically a student uh, website, BarkingBaking.com, which uh, has loads of good, easy recipes on it, hopefully. Uh, got videos and stuff on like a Facebook page, and basically it's uh, making like recipes that you might not necessarily think are a good idea or like uh, easy to do, like easy and accessible kind of thing. And it started off just like me, I couldn't cook, but now it's kind of grown out a little bit, and so it's quite fun. Check it out kind of thing. Awesome. Well, in, in honour of Barking Baking Company, today is a food special. So each of the products and inventions we talk about will have a sort of food theme. Oh, I've got a fun story. Well, it might be a fun story about food. We could have a, yeah. little, a little preamble. Yeah. So uh, I've, I hadn't flown in a plane until last year in my whole life. Last year I went uh, to Morocco, but it was two very, very short all flights. Uh, in a couple of uh, weeks, I'm going to Dubai on a six-hour flight. So finally, for the first time in my life, I'm going to get to find out what the deal with airplane food actually is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it in a stand-up set when he's, I find out. <laughs> so. He's mentioned this every day for the past week and a half I'm since he realised. Just really excited to find out what's so wrong with it. It's who, just food in the air. How who can it be are you that flying like? with? Mev and Neural. No, no, <laughs> Mev and Viv. Which which airlines? Which airline? Oh. Emirates. Emirates. Yeah. yeah, so their food is really interesting. So I've flown with them a number of times. And they have really interesting food because you can have the kind of traditional food, um, like uh, Middle Eastern. Well, that's not Middle Eastern, is it? Where is it? Where is The Emirates. Yeah, it is Middle East. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, that's yeah. good. Yeah. So you can have that or you can have like the Western options. I don't think you can mix menus, but on their long haul flights, because I've done them a few times, you can do that. That's true, and actually on the way back in, like it always like like well, I flew Hong Kong last year and it, and coming back it was all like rice and stuff. I mean, without sounding like rude or whatever, but on the way out, <laughs> on the way out it was potato, like a, a classic burger or whatever. <laughs> so they stock up they in the stock country. Up, they yeah, leave exactly. From. They're also really good if you're jet lagged and in a completely different like in terms of when you're eating. Mm. If everyone else is asleep and you want food, they'll give it to you. That's true. Actually, if you wake up and like I flew a Virgin, as I said last year, and it was amazing. I had the most amazing cookie supply that no one knows about. So you get up in the middle of the night, you creep along. You say hello and they give you cookies. <laughs> you must do it. But then if they do it, Emirates. I'll ask. Right, who would like to go first? Why don't I go first today? Because <laughs> everyone else is so keen. This is a really cool invention that I've seen. You remember Pritt Sticks? Probably not a seminal part of your life anymore, but when you were young. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, I primary mean, school. I feel like Sophie still Pritt Sticks a lot of things. I... <laughs> I did once eat Pritt Stick. <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> Good to know. Because they came, they used to come in lots of different colours, or there was a time when you could get them in different like, oh, yeah. coloured Pritt Sticks, and I was like, well, I wonder if they taste different in a different colour. And there were the purple ones if your school was cheap. My school was cheap. Mm. Well, we had purple Pritt Sticks. Well, they were Pritt Stick No, they brand. were off-brand Pritt Sticks. Yeah. Yeah. They were purple. Pritt Stick-esque. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sticky and... <laughs> It's funny that you should mention tasting them, Sophie, because this is basically a butter Pritt stick. Oh, oh God. Oh, funky. Right. Oh, it's okay. the food special. <laughs> you get what you ask for, people. You've just toasted something, perfectly toasted. How do you get that perfect spread of butter on that? A knife. With the butter boss. <laughs> you melt you... all the butter. 
You get pour it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get a bucket of bu- melted butter. No. You uh, you get basically a tube of butter. Uh, twist it so a little bit comes out the end, just like glue, yeah. and then you spread it, and you get the perfect thin layer of butter over your toast. This upset me a lot to begin with, but that's actually a really good idea, right? Yeah. Especially if you got if if it's the size of like a Pringles tube, so you'd have to rebuy it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the butter might get rancid if it's like that That's bigger. We got through quite a lot of Lurpak quite quickly. I think <laughs> I think we can manage. Well, I think it comes in a few sizes. I don't know about the size you just gestured to. It's like half a meter long. <laughs> have you ever watched um, like cooking or baking tutorials on YouTube done by Americans? Because they measure stuff out in sticks of butter. Yeah. It's I, weird, isn't it? It's, the weird, it's like they can't weigh things. Everything's <laughs> like a stick of butter, a bit of this, a chunk of that. They use the cup, but cup is actually a yeah, but I find regular cups measure. Yeah, it's but, true. There's but, a lot, but, yeah. I have a lot of different cups. Yeah, yeah, this but, is it. It's, yeah. yeah, and then but then equally they do like tablespoons of butter as well. I've come across that. People say like have five tablespoons of butter, and I'm like, oh. well, that's weird. I don't understand how that works. Do you just go for like the whole chunk, or do you melt it well, until like the worst part? I think, especially with cups of butter, is that you can never fully unless you melted the butter, you couldn't yeah, you can, fill you the cup. Perfect, yeah, it can't yeah. be perfect. Whereas it can be with flour or sugar. But maybe like with the Pritt stick. The what's it called? The uh, the, the butter, butter boss. boss. The butter boss. <laughs> maybe. Wait, wouldn't it be cool well, though if it was the right size and then you you knew that you could well you know like you one do one twist is, is like twenty five grams. Oh, that's, that's clever. That's genius. Yeah. So then right. you cut it out. But then so you know I, exactly how much volume you're dispensing. My concern though with the butter boss is that if you imagine you you do your cheeky twist, you approach your uh, your approach your toast, and then you start to sort of print your toast or butter, whatever it is, print stick your toast. Yeah. Does do you not end up with like a whole load of like um, crumbs on the end? Of your mm. butter box. My butter's full of crumbs anyway. Same. Yeah. I don't know how you're meant to avoid that. But no, well, I, well, no, I think the way you avoid that is to... You have to be bold and you have to chunk, take off a, a hunk of butter and then spread it. And then if you've got it wrong, you, you have always to add it. more. No, So you always go like less and then add more. You can always add more, but you can't take away. Yeah, but if you add more, you return to the butter with your That's crummy true. knife. That's and true. Then... But why multiple we... knives. You've got to have multiple a knives. A hundred knives. <laughs> Plastic disposable knives. Why are we trying to avoid this? I think going back to your butter box or whatever it is now you, you get nowadays <laughs> before the butter box <laughs> um, and you're seeing all the, the crumbs from previous meals it's like a trip down memory lane it's like food <laughs> nostalgia oh I remember that time when I had jam on toast on Sunday morning that was nice I remember the time I did some baking and there's a little bit of flour left over no, I love that I disagree I'm sorry I think you're wrong because I think do <laughs> <laughs> you guys not have that thing where for example when you buy peanut butter or chocolate spread you open it it's crisp it's clean it's mm. even it's like snow's just fallen and then you stab it and you kind of christen it and it's glorious but then you want to return and I would argue you want to have that memory again of cleanliness and enjoyment <laughs> again rather than sort of a crummy sort of sort of grainy peanut I or, think or butter our and ideals just does it come with like a lid that's my other question yeah it does come with a lid okay. doesn't so it get the, sorry carry on no, no you go for doesn't it. the lid get all buttery yeah but the lid of a print stick gets all gluey and we're no. all fine with that as a society mm, yeah but a buttery buttery lid Bluey lid. And another great thing about it is it is reusable because it's not like a one-time thing. So you fill it up with butter yourself, and then Ooh, oh no, no you've oh, lost no. me. You've lost me completely. That's, That's mental. Yeah. Why? Because when you melt butter, it changes butter. You don't have to melt it. You just have mm. to get it to like 
Uh, what, you, you're jamming butter down a tube with your bare hands? Yeah, but like an animal. Un- unless butter's really cold, it is malleable. You don't have to liquidise it. No, but you still have to shove butter down a you're tube. You're saying you buy it, it's no... Mm, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure about this. Cause See, it's, it's no real... Ah, no, okay, there are a number of problems with this, though. Hang on, now we'll think <laughs> about this. Because if you buy... So say you've... Even before we get to Freddy's issue of the stuffing the butter in the tube, butter has to be cold, right? So you, you presumably keep the butter box in the fridge. Yes. No. So then, ah. Butter doesn't have to be that cold. No, it just needs to be in a, like, you'd keep it in a butter dish. Yeah, but no, but butter in a butter Mm. dish would not be, if you pushed butter in, wait, I'm not confused now. So, like, if you're pushing it through the thing, through the tube, if you're rotating your thing, expecting your beautiful Calypso style, like, uh, disc of butter at the top, it's not going to happen because. It's it's not gonna be it's gonna be too warm to I mean, to like you come out in a fridge. Is but then, but then, when you apply the butter box, then it's your, not spreadable it's anymore. It's not spreadable anymore unless it's minging hot. Unless you kind of rotate it above like the toaster in preparation. It's like <laughs> a kind of. I like, was under the impression that this was like a really unenvironmentally conscious thing where you buy a new tube every yeah. time, like like a tub of butter. And I was like, oh, that's dreadful, and like I wouldn't do it because I think we use too much packaging. But that's a sound idea. But now I've got to ram butter down a tube. I've got to ram warm, oily gels into a tube, only to have it squirt out the other end again in a minute. I, I'm, you've lost me completely. I'm is, sorry. Could could you do like um, or is this rather a margarine type butter? Because actual yeah, butter is cool. almost quite, what's the word? Fragile. It's a little bit crumbly. Mm. Like the whole thing about discs mm. of butter just not being able to spread them yeah. until they've had. So, so you're saying it's like a different, it's like a special artificially. Do you know what would be better? Would than be butter. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even would be like you get these. I don't know what they are. Syringe gun type things that help to um, that you use to ice cakes, like do little designs yeah. on cakes. And if you had that with a margarine in it, or a butter icing even. Then it would work. If you you could get like um, a worm wheel on the back as well, so you can put a lot of force in and just squeeze out a really thin, like, like layer of butter to avoid the problem of mashing up your bread when you're trying to butter it, like by buttering over forcefully. You just have like a like a like a rack, but in reverse, like a really strong squeezer, like a pneumatic drill for butter. This is so over designed, brilliant. (laughs) Can you make it? Can it? Like, does it come? So we have the basic butter boss, but can we have the more butter boss deluxe? Exactly, with like um, like garlic butter or something, or different. um... Like you say. Depends what you put in it. Paprika butter. Ah, because so. remember, Hugo, you're shoving butter in yourself like you've got no respect for your own time. Hugo, do you think it's a thing? Do you? Would you um, use the buff, the butter well, boss? In, uh, uh, I think I think it's not a thing, but I quite like it to potentially. I see. Yeah, it could potentially be a thing if it was like funky butter. It wasn't like your standard butter. I don't like the idea that they've that, that we're having to. Uh, Reinsert our butter, um, <laughs> but um, I think I think I prefer the Pritt stick. Sort of buy it, throw it. Uh, okay. But um, but I don't think it's a thing in its current form. But it might have mileage. I don't know. Sophie. Um, I reckon there's something that exists like this. Some kind of over yeah over designed American butter stick that basically means that you don't have to put any effort in at all. But I don't think the butter boss butter boss itself exists. I think there are. F- there are flaws in it that have been solved by someone else. 
I down. feel like you've seen the kickstart of this and misunderstood that you're not meant to shove butter in yourself. So I don't believe that the product as you've described it is real. I don't believe anyone would ask you to put butter in a tube. And so, that's upset me so much. <laughs> the idea of someone telling I you to don't... put butter in a tube. How do you feel about Butter Boss? Is it a thing? Is it not a thing? Would you like it to be a thing for your bakery? Write email in to howisthatnotathingpodcast at gmail.com. You got that right as well, I think. We've got an email. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Oh, so wow. It is a thing. <laughs> Whoa, really? Yeah. Oh, crikey. Fair. Wait, is it called Butterboss? Yeah. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> oh, I need to see Sophie, this. Sophie, tell me for the love of God that they're not asking you What's to ladle butter in. What's the going rate for a Like $25? Hence it's refillable. Yeah. Oh my... Oh, it's square! What?! That's, how do you... Oh, I had this vision... Oh. This oh. is that... So it is. It's yeah, an over-designed fair. stick of butter. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely bloody ridiculous. because oh, in America, butter comes in a stick and you could just drop the stick into the butter boss. Butter comes in a stick here. Does Not it? a perfectly square stick. <laughs> Our butter comes in correct rectangles. metric <laughs> rectangles, <laughs> not imperial sticks. Oh. There's a smarter way to butter toast, life hacker. Ah. That is not a smarter way to butter toast. <laughs> well, sure. regardless of your disdain <laughs> for the concept, it is a thing. Way! Oh! <laughs> cool. Who wants to go next? Okay, so my thing. Which, okay, so we've all been there. We sat in the kitchen. We're trying to make our scrambled eggs. The toaster's on the other side of the room. You scramble, no pun intended, over to the <laughs> other side of the room. You, you know, uh, deal with your toaster, and then you return to find that your, your scrambled eggs has gone horribly wrong, or your, uh, your uh, baked beans have burned, or anything like that. Anything that requires any form of stirring in a pan. You have to sort of stand there and stir it. So, this invention is called... Um, it's called the handy helper, and I think it's a. Uh, it's like what it happens is it sits on the edge of your pan, and it's like a, it attaches to your wooden spoons that we've all got in our houses, and it kind of creeps around the edge of the pan, with the end of the spoon obviously in the in 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 the pan itself, and it kind of automatically stirs it. It's kind of like a kind of Harry Potter esque stirring device. We've seen them in like sort of um, mugs and things, and um, which kind of you press a button and it stirs at the bottom. But this one stirs from the edge, and so it can be attached to different pans. And I haven't got one, but mm-hmm. I quite like one. I don't know what you guys think. Oh, that's it, basically. There's a brief introduction to it. Does it fit any size it fits container? Any, it fits any size container, because the, the difference is the spoon, the length of the spoon. Uh, kind of like, as long as you, you can attach it to any length of spoon, if that makes sense. So okay. if you've got a really small container, you attach it near the base of the spoon itself. And if you've got a really large mm. container... You don't. So it's not physically rotating around the edge. It's it's rotating the spoon that. It's rotating. Yeah. It's no 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 no. No. So it's it is it is it's rotating around the edge of the around the oh it moves itself exactly like a carriage on a monorail exactly okay any pan any spoon stir your beans yeah although I do having said that I say it fits any pan but then I think they have pans that they produce as well like sort of. Handy help so, so you, the idea is you get what a you'd worry set. about is the handle getting in the way. So presumably they make pans that they guarantee the handle 
is the correct. I mean, yeah, I think this is one thing mm. exactly. You have like it's slightly blurred or whatever. Mm. But then equally, the handles on on most pans they say are sort of sort of sufficiently small that it can kind of mm. continue round. If that makes sense. And is the attachment sort of like a bulldog clip type attachment, so uh, it can adapt to different widths of bowl? Because like, you know, sometimes some people like to cook with for plastic bowls. Some people like to cook with those quite thick ceramic bowls. Uh, I think so. I think the crucial thing is that it pushes against the other side. If that makes sense. So it, like uh, uh, the other side, the base of the pan. If that makes sense. So as long as it's pushing um, against, if it's kind of it's on the inside of the pan more, as we said, like so because of the handle issue, like it's on the inside of the pan, and so a little bit, if that makes sense. So it kind of pushes away, so it's kind of clamped in place, a bit like oh, I see. out okay. of like an, a reverse vice. Oh, it's clamped to both sides kind of, of the inside of the pan, okay. but mostly on the uh, inside because oh, then it kind of. Because yeah. my, my thought is that if you do, just developing on that kind of bulldog clip type thing, even though you say it's not, but if you do have something that's clamped on either side, if the thing is round, it won't clamp properly, if that makes sense. That's true, but it's, I think I presume it's slightly curved or whatever to fit the... To, to fit, you mean to like, fit the, the curvature? Yeah, the, the curvature of the bowl, but then the, then it would depend on the size of the that's true. bowl. That's true. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. That it's probably spring-loaded or something. So I don't know, or maybe like rubber or something. I, don't know. I think this is this would be really cool, not just for when you've got to go answer the door or something and you want to keep stirring, but if you've got something that needs ag- agitation over an hour. Yeah, if you true, might yeah, just be like, true. right, I'll put this on, I'll go watch an episode yeah. of House of Cards. Presumably, yeah, exactly. And maybe a bolognese that needs sort of stirring. Yeah. But have you heard of the KitchenAid? Uh, well, yeah, those are huge things, but they're sort of. But you can't do those on the heat, can you? Those... It's like that fizzy drink you drink in kitchens, isn't it? Ah, he's such a funny guy. <laughs> I've said that's the fizzy drink you make from kitchens, isn't it? <laughs> it does. It's still crap. Isn't, isn't, isn't a KitchenAid? Isn't a KitchenAid like um, those well, huge devices that you kind of? Um... Yes, it is. But the thing about the KitchenAid, and I've been looking into them recently because my mum wants to buy one is that they come in all sorts of things so you can have one that literally just stands over the bowl so you could put it on the side of a stove oh. then put it sounds quite dangerous that does, and also kitchens are like they're quite expensive aren't they I think. yeah they are I feel, I feel like, like what this does is it's like if you waterproof it right you just have to take it out rinse it once under like hot fast water it's clean, and you save massively on washing up it's not like a big Kenwood twizzly wizzly woo wah yeah because that's the problem like oh, yeah it's that technical term yeah exactly strong um, yeah, no, because yeah, kitchenaids are kind of like vast, vast things that like um, take up a lot of room. Whereas yeah. this one, I mean, I don't know, it might be something of a, a gimmick if that makes sense. But it, I think it's uh, um, it's certainly cheaper, and I would give it a go over the kitchenaid for five hundred quid or whatever it is. Yeah, they go up to about six hundred. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So cool. Okay. Any more questions? Or are we kind of buying this? Or yeah, I'm I'm on Amazon now looking for one. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a lie. <laughs> phone's in my pocket <laughs> the, the the manner in which you're fixing it to the bowl I'm struggling to imagine it working a little bit but I think it's probably true okay. I think it's probably real Sophie? I think, uh, yeah, some version of that is true. I, uh, yeah, I assume because you don't, when you look at these things, you don't look technically at like, how they're fixed in place. You're just like, oh, look at the function. It's a really good function. So I, I assume you've kind of looked at the function and gone, that's great. Um, so yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. Uh, I'll be contrary and say I don't think it's real. I think, although I was simplifying it, I think the washing up might be a bit of a pain, <laughs> and attaching the spoon might be a bit difficult. Fair. Um, listeners at home, has this invention stirred anything in you? Ooh. 
Ooh. Hugo, is it a thing? It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Whoa! Ooh. Well, how is that not a thing? Uh, <laughs> certainly needs to be. It's actually quite a good idea. Yeah. Like, despite it's... my contrarianism, I yeah. think that's... Uh, yeah. Like, if you could get it, if you could produce something that the KitchenAid yeah, does for yeah. about a fraction of the price, then why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. I wouldn't buy one, but if it were bought for me, I would use it and learn to love it. Yeah, I, think, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, it could be quite easy. Yeah. I quite like, though, the... I, li- I like I, mixing It's quite therapeutic. It is therapeutic. And also, I'm not sure I believe how well it would work in terms of its, like, stirring <laughs> yeah. ability. Especially because you sometimes you need a really you rigorous need, like, stir. You need, a cheeky, like, stirring, stir. like, figure of eight, or what are oh, they doing? You know, the classic figure of eight. I can tell you know your way around the kitchen. That's an expert. It's <laughs> a uh, barking baking, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe... If the butter boss can get kickstarted, maybe this could get kickstarted too. Maybe yeah. if you make a prototype. Have you got a name for it? In the Mooney. Uh, the Handy Helper. Oh, that's nice. Oh, sweet. Handy Helper. Freddie, have you got a thing? I show, tell us about your thing. I do have a thing. Do you want to hear about it? I do want to hear about it. Oh, go on then. Here we go. So, <laughs> eating food. It stirs something deep within us. At a primal level, food is satisfying. What if, though, you could mix some other uh, emotions, some other, like, sensations into food? Stop you there. Do you have to do this one, or can you do another one that's not Viagra-related? Introducing Viagra ice cream. Um, oh. Yeah, it's that's a, not okay. It's, it's a little <laughs> restaurant in London. Um, Whoa, it's, sorry, this isn't a product, this is an... Invention you eat at a restaurant in yeah. public. It's a special restaurant. It's one of those, like, so you know that restaurant that's staffed entirely by blind people and it's all in the dark? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like that, but for penises. So it's a brothel? No. No, it's not a sex thing, Sophie. <laughs> it, it's Viagra. Just, it's, it's normal ice cream that's been coloured blue. Uh, it's got, like, it's sherbet ice cream, like, like from uh, the... You know, like sherbet ice cream, that's the thing. Um, and they take Viagra pills and crush them up on top, mm. sort of like as a as a crust, like okay. like with like little bits of chocolate or like little like crystals of raspberry. If you you get that on ice cream, but Viagra. So you eat it. You, what Viagra does to you happens, and you're enjoying the nice ice cream. Obviously, it comes at the end of the meal. It's a bit of fun. Like it's sort of. It's sort of the classy London version of buying your mate a inflatable doll for a stag do. You go, should we have a bit of a fun evening out? Should we do something a bit risque? We'll go to La Patisserie La Erection, or whatever it's called. That's probably not its name. <laughs> um, I don't speak French. Uh, La, La Petit More Ice Cream Parlour. Um, you go there, you, you have your meal, and then you finish off with your Viagra ice cream. I That's my invention. I don't think there's anything classy about popping a boner while you wait for the bill. This is what I, I... I mean, I don't have any experience of A, Viagra, or B, having a boner, but... <laughs> it's great. Try something. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Maybe I will. Um, but what... If you, like, does it work immediately? How long is the, the process? So I think it's a relatively short time to kick in. The issue with Viagra is... The warning's like if your erection persists for more than six hours, is it? Seek medical attention, which I think this is in what the forty-year-old virgin. It that implies <laughs> that for the like normal working time for Viagra is you'll have a big erection for four hours. Does it work for women? Uh, Viagra increases blood flow, so I think women would get some effect. They'd be like, "Oh, I feel a bit, feel a bit funny." Actually, is it not a prescription drug? No, 
You sure? Probably not. You can buy all sorts. There, I imagine there's like health issues with that if you have a high blood pressure or something. I mean, you probably have to like read a warning, but there's all sorts of drugs you can buy off the counter. Like you can buy codeine over the counter, and that's like you can get a horrible addiction to that. Yeah, but it has. Um, I've bought it before, and it has. They they warn you when you buy. It. They say, "Have you taken this before? Yeah. Do you know the risks?" They'll so you'll buy your Viagra for your restaurant, and they'll say, "All oh. right, mate, you're buying 500 boxes of Viagra here. A big weekend, is it, sir?" <laughs> <laughs> and they'll, they'll be like, no, I run a weird restaurant in London. And they'll be like, right, that explains everything. So... It still sounds like a restaurant wouldn't be licensed to dispense Viagra, whether through food or not. There's probably some weird... So so a lot of drugs, you can buy them providing you don't resell them. So um, like, there's probably a lot of loopholes that you can use. Like Maybe if you're only giving someone one pill's worth... And you like declare what like and it's if you could if you can say it's for recreational no that doesn't make sense that would make it way worse if you can say it's art <laughs> if you say on the menu that erections are art you might be able to get away with it legally food is art do we what do we think guys oh wow what a big question it is it is, is I think art... it can get it can get too much though the food is art thing like you, it's it's become this sort of glorious thing that we all look at like we've all got like a thousand Jamie Oliver no disrespect. <laughs> um, uh, like books and like they're all gorgeous and it's like kind of it's like a coffee table book you sit there and yeah. you, you peruse it and mm. then uh, but like and how how often do people actually make the food it's become like a sort of it's it's moved away from the food like it's become yeah, the, the visuals more yeah it's actually like a Pinst- well. yeah, yeah. Instagram Pinterest Pinterest do you do you know what I hate do I really hate I mean there are a lot of things <laughs> I how much time have you got <laughs> okay thing I really hate is people who Instagram their food but do it kind of on a regular basis and in a sort of like I don't know they they have no regard for the presentation of food or the way that like people who Instagram their food badly badly right. yes okay. and cool. do it consistently consistently badly. because there is an art to photographing painting mm. presenting food yeah. And but they when don't someone's get just it. going, here's my chips. Exactly, that's what it is. Um, so, so what we found here is that if the if you take photographs of the Viagra ice cream nicely, it's legal. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not. Um, if I can perhaps persuade you a bit more that this is a real thing, uh, I think we all know that um, human breast milk ice cream was hitting the headlines mm. about a year ago. Um, so it would somewhat be, compelling. It wouldn't be the first time that someone's put something uh, weird and you know, a little bit saucy into ice cream I'm sure people make all sorts of things into ice cream mm. so can I so I'm just confused a little bit so is the the ice cream itself isn't Viagra ice cream it's the topping it's the top they sprinkle it on top the the rest of the ice cream is Viagra themed like okay. it's it's got like popping candy in and it's it's dyed blue ah <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> I don't know what the flavour is I'm not gonna you speak said sherbet to oh Right, apparently I do know what the flavour is. <laughs> Sherbet. <laughs> Just, I don't understand why. The motivation perplexes me. It's Just a fun night out. It isn't. It so, definitely isn't. So it's like you go to this ice cream parlour, whatever it was called, De La Rection, and <laughs> then you... Um, then you... Then they say, what ice creams would you like? What flavours would you like? How many balls would you like? What, what... <laughs> How many balls would you like? What right. kind of cone would you like? Or would you like it in a cup? And you steal all those things. They're like, okay, would you like any toppings? Sprinkles, chocolate bits, Viagra. And you're like, oh, I'll have the, um, I'll have the granola and the Viagra, please. No, the only situation I can understand this in is hotel room service it's a classy sit down meal that ends with a medical erection 
Ice cream Do you is... go home immediately afterwards to to make use Wait, of is it? it? Like a is it like a bed and breakfast this place or not? Can you stay the night or or do you no, I... you just literally walk out? Just get the tube with a direction. We've all had to. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Guys, do we think it's a thing? <laughs> Sophie, do you think it's a thing? Uh, no. No, not sprinkles. Viagra flavour, perhaps. Don't know what that flavour is, but not Viagra pill sprinkles. That would just be the flavour of pills, which taste awful. (laughs) I think it sounds unpleasant, illegal and dangerous. It's definitely not a thing. Hugo. (laughs) I don't think think it can be a thing because... Well, no, having said that, I I think it could be a thing, but because it's the fact that it's just the sprinkles on top, Whereas I don't think you could have this. I like the idea. You said that it's a blue theme, or Viagra theme, or whatever. But I don't think you could have a fully hardcore. Because what happens if you just sit eat, sit there eating tubs and tubs and tubs of it? If it was hardcore, <laughs> <laughs> while staring down the waiter <laughs> as it grows and grows. <laughs> um, but I think because it's sprinkles, I think it's more likely to be a thing. So I'm saying yes. <laughs> uh. Is What's it a thing, Freddie? Which we don't ask the listeners at home. We should ask the porn stars. Porn stars at home. Are you turgid right now? How far into your ice cream are you? Uh, is it a thing, Freddie? It is a thing. Are you kidding me? How can it be a thing? In every all the details you told us are true. Uh, and they all contradicted one another as well. Yeah, okay. I don't know about the sherbet thing. I did pull that out of my ass. But the restaurant <laughs> thing. Yes, it's, it's a, a restaurant. It's a restaurant where they Wait. crumble Viagra over the top of your. Sophie, back me up here on the Google box. Uh, the female Viagra ice cream is making us blush. Telegraph. Would you female making, making a splosh. Whoa, female Viagra is different. It's London-based. The ice creamists. Not Lorection, <laughs> famous for Lady Gaga breast milk ice cream, mm. have long been serving their sex bomb flavour, which uses a herbal erectile stimulant. Okay, so not Viagra. Okay. So it does exist, but not in the context that you presented it. That's, That's okay. okay. Sophie Marquand, last one of today. What have you got for us? Okay, so I have been uh, perusing the internet for interesting foodstuffs from around the world. Traditional things, slightly odd things, things you can eat in other places that we wouldn't deem normal here. And I have stumbled upon the concept of dung crackers. So these are exactly as they sound, they're crackers made of dung. Um, as I understand it though, they the dung is, well, something is eaten by the animals who then produce the dung. I think it's cow dung um, that's dried, I assume, in the sun or something. It's from... It's actually a delicacy in the southern USA. In the US? Yes. I can... Actually, I was listening to a podcast the other day where this guy was talking about how his village had... Uh, his town in America had a yearly contest. It was called Cowpat Bingo. And they basically grid up a field and wherever the cows poo, you get points on your scorecard. If you, like, choose the right places, it's going to poo. Given that fecal obsession of this small town, I can imagine them having a sort of weird delicacy based on cowpats as well. Mm. Though I still... No, it can't be a thing, can it, really? Basically, the sun is hot enough to dry out dung and you can produce things out of it. But it's very, very specialised dung. Uh, You feed the animals, cows, um, I guess certain plants, um, and they produce quite, like, I guess sweet tasting nice tasting dung when it's dried out and then you uh, dry it out and you make crackers out of it 
um, and they're sold as a delicacy. Um, and there are, I mean, there are a lot of things around the world that people eat that they wouldn't necessarily eat here, insects, um, mud. Uh, so this is just sort of another one of those things. Um, insects, yes. <laughs> insects, yes. Mud. Do people eat mud? Yes. Children. Actually. Children eat mud. Um, may I be the first to say, <laughs> That's disgusting! <laughs> okay, I get the idea of feeding them a nice diet and that making it taste quite nice. It sounds unhygienic. Yeah. Well, it's not unheard of, um, these sorts of things. So I don't know what the animal is, but coffee beans that are eaten by certain animals and then pooed out, and then they're extreme. I mean, it's the world's most expensive cup of coffee. So eating dung or eating products, you know, that are in dung isn't unheard of. Bats. Bats eat the beans. Is it bats? Then okay. You, you harvest the guano. Oh, okay. Mm. I didn't know. Which is, cool. I don't know why bats get a special word for their poo. Mm. Guano. Oh, no, it sounds a bit like... It's quite nice. It's, it's the new quinoa. And <laughs> uh, Mr. Tesco, do you have any guano? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's basically what they are. It just dries out. You don't add, like, flour or, or sugar or anything like that. You just no. dry it out. So you're just saying it. we're just eating dried... Dry crap. Like no, cow so pat. We're eating a cow pat that has had nice feed. Yeah. My understanding is that they take the collect the cow pats when they're fresh, smooth them out onto a nice big tray... Um, oh, allow them nice to dry. Allow them to dry and sort of cut them into the, like patty shapes. But wait, surely do they not like bake them or something? In yeah, the sun. In, in the, the sun. sun. Oh, literally just That's, in the sun. Yeah. So I'm sure that these pats are like edible and might even taste nice. But my issue is that they've been through a cow. Well, yeah, Can I nice. give you a case study of where this might come from? If you might think it's real, but it might just mm. be. A bunch of tourists go on their like gap yard to some some place, and the locals who fucking hate <laughs> absolutely hate these gap yard students uh, say, "Oh, how about this delicacy we have here? This cow pat cracker." And those students, not wanting to be rude, dig in and they're like, "Mmm, this is interesting flavour." <laughs> Are you sure it's hygienic? And they're like, oh, of course, yes. <laughs> and they eat them, and they've actually just eaten cow crap, and it's not a thing. Hugo, are you convinced by no. this this tale? I'm I'm gonna give it a miss. I'm afraid. I don't think this is a thing. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm not. Yeah. No. It's not. Not. Not floating my boat. Um, I'm not finding it appetising either. <laughs> just because yeah. you've heard doesn't mean you have to eat it. No, but I still think. I can imagine in a situation where you have very limited food, you might resort to that, but I don't think it's like Wait, a delicacy it, as you presented it. And is it for, it's for human consumption, not yeah. for like other... No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't feed refeed it to like a, cow. A, a pig or something, yeah. Well, we've all heard of the... Um, of human centipede. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think it's real because I think they eat kooky nonsense in other countries. People but, at home, are you feeling a bit peckish? Poor Why girl. not dry out your poo... And have a have a nibble on that, because that will be tasty. If, if this invention's real, it'll be tasty. If not, you'll <laughs> die. You made a horrendous yeah. mistake. Oh, they can't be that. So I mean, the worst that's going to happen when you eat poo is that you'll just be sick and get no. seriously ill. Yeah, it's you know how so it... bad for you. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. How do you know? No, I knew a guy that I'm nutritional. He was, he was like, oh. there are a lot of diseases in fecal matter. He accidentally got like a little bit of his baby's um, poo in his mouth when he was changing him. Don't worry, what? He was hospitalised for days. What has he been poo feeding is his so baby? So bad for you. 
You know, if you leave it in contact with your skin for like a couple of hours, you'll come out in a rash. It's so bad. That's you know, there definitely is not no. True. It's definitely true. There is a reason we it's... have the drainage systems we have because it's quite dangerous to not to have waste lying around. There's a reason why cholera and Especially... dysentery killed so many people. Yeah, because it they didn't. Because they were ill. No, because poo is deadly. <laughs> Cholera crackers. <laughs> <laughs> you're, now your favourite waterborne illnesses in a cracker. If this is a real invention, we need to start doing missionary work again so we can <laughs> save these idiots from their poo crackers. You are awful. Sophie. <laughs> Sorry. Sophie, is it a thing? Um, as far as I know, it's not, but it kind of is. In the I've, I, so and I, that you've done it twice. <laughs> yeah, in the I personally bake them, so buy them from fucking baking. <laughs> <laughs> Slander. This spring's exclusive product. <laughs> no, um, so that as the concept or as the process is not something I'm aware of, but I have spent a lot of time googling dung crackers to see if they're real or not, and there have been I've just got some to do. Hurt some dark places in the internet that I don't want to go. <laughs> don't forget to visit barkingbaking.com. Um, do you have a Twitter, Hugo? Uh, yeah, at barkingbaking and Facebook. Everything, everything. Barkingbaking. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at hitnappodcast or us personally. I'm at mcclues. I'm on Instagram as Freddie Riddell. I'm on Instagram as srmarkgwind. Instagram, I'm on Twitter. I like it. I still don't actually know what my actual Twitter is. <laughs> I, I, I don't use Twitter. Twitter. Well, thank you for listening to our food special. See you next time. And remember, keep inventing. <laughs> <laughs>